Bad Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. G'day, I'm Auntie Nat. And I'm Auntie Cecily. We're so glad you've decided to join us in our worship time with the King. Aren't we kids? Yes! Auntie Cecily, I know you want to say a big hello to someone who's been watching the program. Yes, I want to say a big hello to Sarah from Queensland. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. We also can't forget to say hello to Teddy. Teddy, it's so wonderful to have you back on the couch with us again. Aunty Cecily, would you like to say a prayer for us, please, before we open our worship time together? Yes, let's bow our heads. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for keeping us safe during the past week. And we thank you so much for the Sabbath, and we pray that you would be with us now as we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Aunty Cecily. Did you have a good week this week? I did. I've had a rather busy week, but I'm really glad it's the Sabbath and I really enjoy the Sabbath day's rest. Oh, yes. I'm so grateful that the Sabbath has arrived because we can rest from our busy week. Do you know that Sabbath is a time that we can be a blessing to others to share Jesus' love? We have a blessing box here and I'm going to get Ben to open the box and pull out a blessing that we can do for someone this Sabbath. Invite a visitor from church or a friend home for lunch. Wow, so that's the blessing of hospitality. Do you sometimes have people home for, at lunch at your place? What's your favourite food you like to eat on Sabbath for lunch, um, Ben? Definitely haystacks. That sounds wonderful, Ben. Haystacks is my favourite as well. But how much more wonderful to share that with someone else. Boys and girls, have you shared a meal with someone recently to show how much Jesus loves them? If you have, we would love to hear from you so we can share the blessing here with the children. Our contact address is on the screen. Quick, write it down. And Cecily, I know that you have a blessing to share with us as well. Yes, today I want to talk with you about the promised land. Later in our Bible study, we'll read how the children of Israel finally entered the promised land, the land of Canaan. Mm. God kept his promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But do you know that God has also prepared a promised land for us? Mm. It's called heaven. There are promises in the Bible that tell us about this. Here's a beautiful passage found in the Bible in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. Jesus is speaking these words. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. These promises give us great hope and comfort. So remember to believe in God's promises. Amen. Thanks, Aunty Cecily. God is so good. I can't wait to get to the heavenly promised land. Oh, hello, Pastor Rick. It's great that you've come to join us in praising God in song. You're such a blessing to us. It's lovely to be here again. And it's just so special to be here on Sabbath. 
and to sing songs to Jesus, which is really special. I've got a special song called We Gather to Meet with the King. Can we sing this one together? Yes. Great. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, a special day of the week comes round. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, we will gather to meet with the King. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, when all of our work and our play is done. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, we will gather to worship the King. Pastor Rick, can we sing God is My Best Friend? That's a lovely song, Caleb. Let's sing it together. Jordan Stormy Banks? Yes, we can because it's a beautiful song. On Jordan Stormy Banks I stand and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. I am bound for the Thanks, Pastor Rick. It's so good to praise God in song. Guess what? Dr. John's back with some more wonderful stories for us. We learn so <laughs> much from his stories, don't we? Mm. So let's go and join him in his study. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond and welcome to my study. And to all the boys and girls around the world, I'm so glad that you could join us. You know, my name is John and my middle name is Gilbert and I am John G. And I am named after this man. He got more whiskers than I've got, but his name is in my family's name. My mother's name was Olive Peyton Duff Howie and John G. Peyton was a famous missionary. He was just a little boy in Scotland and he wanted to be a missionary and he put his hand up and he said, I will go anywhere that God wants me to go. And they looked at him and said, would you like to go to the New Hebrides? That's what we call Vanuatu these days. And the New Hebrides was a very, very 
dangerous place. It was terrible. And he got married and he got onto a boat. It took him four months to get to the island of Tanna. And he was scared because there were cannibals. Now, what does a cannibal do that we don't do? Eat people. Eats people. And when he landed, he could hear them all yelling and screaming and carrying on. He was so scared and during the night he could hear fighting and yelling. In the morning he opened his trunk and he came all the way from Scotland and you know what Scottish people like to bring? He had brought with him a teapot and he said to his servant, I would like some water for my teapot. Can you go and get it? And he went down to the spring and he got some water and he came back and he looked very sad and he said, Oh, Pastor, the water's not very good. It's all red because the cannibals were there last night getting ready to eat the bodies. Oh, oh, you know what? He never drank any more tea while he was there. Instead, he went and he got a coconut. And all the time that he was there, he only ever drank coconut water because the cannibals didn't like it. Would you like a little sip? Is that nice? He lived on coconuts for years. And you know, the longer he lived there, the harder the work became. And then one day he decided he would teach them how to read. And he got all the boys and girls and he got all the cannibal chiefs and he said the first person who can recite the alphabet and write it is going to get a prize. And I have a special present here. He said, I have a red shirt. Look at that. All those people wore ever was pig's grease and dirt and maybe a feather. Oh, they said, I'd love a shirt like that. And the next day, an old cannibal chief, he was the worst of the cannibals. He came and put his hand up and he said, I know, I know, I've got the secret. I can, I can give you the alphabet. Really? And he said, A, that's a legs, two legs without a body. <laughs> this was a cannibal alphabet. B, two eyes. <laughs> and he went right through the alphabet. All cannibal alphabet. F was a man holding a big club and a little club. E was a man holding three clubs until he got to Z with the broken body and he said, can I have the shirt? And you know, he became a Christian. He taught the boys and girls how to say the alphabet. He couldn't stop using his cannibal alphabet. You know, Pastor Peyton had only been there for three months, his wife died and then his little baby died 20 days later. He lost everything he ever had. And finally, all he had left was a little dog. And its name was Clutha.
and Clutha actually came one night when the cannibals were wanting to kill him, jumped up on the bed and he pulled the bedclothes and out he came and he realised that he was being surrounded and he got on his knees and he spoke to the people and they finally settled down. But before he left Scotland, an old man said to him, you will be eaten by cannibals. And he said it every time he saw him and finally John Payton said, one day you'll be eaten by worms and I might be eaten by a cannibal, but we'll still meet in heaven. But you know, he was never eaten. He went through terrible, terrible hardships. He was badly treated, but he died an old man, very happy, and he served God all his life. He actually died here in Australia. And he is known as the greatest of all our missionaries in the Pacific Islands. A wonderful man, John Payton. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi boys and girls, welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Kate, would you like to say a prayer to open up our Bible study today? Dear Father, thank you for your word. Be with the children who are joining us and help them to understand what we read today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kate. Do you know we're going to start in a new book of the Bible today and that book is Joshua. Now, there was a man named Joshua who the book is named after. Now, last time we met, when we finished our Bible studies, Moses had passed away and Joshua was named the new leader. And Anna, can you remember where the children of Israel were? At the border of the Promised Land. Yes, they were. And Aunt Cecily is just going to show on our map here where they were. Just up there, ready to cross over. Thanks, Aunt Cecily. Now, Anna, you're going to start our reading off today in Joshua 1, 2 to 3 and 5. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that is the sole of your foot will tread upon. I have given you, as I said to Moses, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Wow. So God is telling Joshua that he wants the children of Israel to cross the Jordan and take possession of the land. I like the promise that God is giving to Joshua in verse 5, that just like God was with Moses, he would also be with Joshua. Now, Matthew, you're going to do our next reading in Joshua 1, 7 to 8. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Wow, thanks, Matthew. That was great reading. So God is reminding Joshua how important it is for the children of Israel to keep his commandments. Because Matthew just read, if they do that, they will prosper. Now we're going to continue on to the next verse, Joshua 1, 9, and we're going to read that together as a memory verse. Can we do that? Joshua 1, 9. Let's start. 
have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow, this is a good promise for us to remember. So Joshua decides to send out two men to spy out the land, and he wants them to spy the city of Jericho. And they come to a house where Rahab lived. And do you know what the king found out? And he sent two of his soldiers. And what do you think they did? They went on Rahab's door. Let's see what happens. Bethany, can you read Joshua 2, 3 to 6, please? Yep. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being being shut when it was dark that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. No, pursue, pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Wow. So, Bethany, where did she hide the spies? In the um, stalks of... Yeah, up on, her, up yeah. on her roof, didn't she? Yeah. Okay, Kate, I want to read what Rahab says to the spies. Can you do that in Joshua 2, 10 to 11, please? For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth below. Mm, thanks, Kate. So Rahab's telling the spies that all the people in the city of Jericho and Canaan are faint-hearted because they can see that the Israelites' God is very great. Rahab in verse 11 acknowledges that God is the God of heaven above and the earth beneath. Let's continue, Caleb, in Joshua 2, 12 to 14. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, Our lives for yours, if none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Wow. Thanks, Caleb. So by faith, Rahab is reaching out and choosing to believe in the Israelites' God and is asking them to look after her and her family and not to harm them. And the two spies promise. Okay, JJ, let's see what happens next. Joshua 2.15. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. Mm. So Rahab lets them down out of her window, which, just as JJ said, is right on the city wall, so she can let them down through the window. And the spies tell Rahab that she is for her to keep her family safe and Rahab safe, that she has to hang a red scarlet cord 
in the window. So the spies have something very interesting to say to Joshua when they get back. Aunty Cecily, can you please tell us what that was in Joshua 2:24? And they said to Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands, for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Was that a good report? Yes. Oh, it was. That's wonderful. So the children of Israel go to the banks of the Jordan River and camp there for three days. Anna, we're going to see what happens next in Joshua 3, 6 to 8. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. Thanks, Anna. So God is instructing Joshua to tell the priests to take the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. God also tells Joshua he's going to do something that will show the Israelites that Joshua is God's appointed leader. By faith, the priests had to put their feet in the river. Matthew, can you please continue in Joshua, thir- Joshua 3, 15 to 17, please. And as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan and the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water. For the Jordan overflows all its bank during the whole time of the harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaratan. So the water, waters that went down into the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. Wow. Mm. Thanks, Matthew. So once those priests' feet were in the water, then God parted the Jordan River, and the children of Israel could cross on the dry riverbed. Isn't God good? Mm. He is. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Bethany, and you're going to read that for us. And let's see what Mrs. White's writings shine on that verse that Matthew just read. The influence of this miracle, both upon the Hebrew and of their enemies, was of great importance. It was an assurance to Israel of God's continued presence and protection, an evidence that he would work for them through Joshua as he had Route through Moses. Mm, thanks, Bethany. So God performed the miracle to assure them that they that He would be with them, and Joshua was the newly appointed leader. Mm. Now something happened when they entered the promised land. Kate, I need you to read for me, please. Joshua five twelve. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna. But they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. Wow. So after 40 years Mm -hmm. of God providing them manna, they no longer needed it because they were in the promised land where there was lots of food. Mm -hmm. So the children of Israel were now on the other side of the Jordan River at a place called Gilgal. 
Not far from their encampment was the city of Jericho. Now Joshua knew this was the first city that they would have to gain possession of to gain Canaan. So Joshua went off by himself to pray. This experience must have been a great assurance to Joshua. God is so good. He does everything he can to assure us that he is with us. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we have studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, like Aunty Nat said, you can download our devotionals free from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com. Hey, Nick, don't forget about Teddy. Oh, yes. While you're there, you can visit Teddy's blog. He's posted some videos of his intense training for the show. Boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Send us an email on how you're enjoying the show. So hop online today. Thanks, Nick and Sarah. Yes, boys and girls, we'd love to hear from you. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to study about next week? Yes, next Sabbath, we're going to study about something falling down. Girls and boys, can you look in your Bibles and work out what that is? We look forward to studying that with you next week. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our Bible study today? Yes. Boys and girls, are you ready to do that? Let's read this. Joshua 1.9 Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, Auntie Nat, we've come to the end of another worship time already. I know, I'm sorry, it's all over. It's gone by so fast. Yes. Jaira, what did you learn about the King today? That we can believe in God's promises. Yes, we certainly can. Are you ready to sing our blessing song to the children at home now? Okay, let's do that. Let's turn around and sing to them. production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.